Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 90 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. My name is Scroobius Pip. I feel... Welcome, welcome, welcome. I need to change the way I say my welcomes because it's been highlighted by a few people that they're always exactly the same and often it's a bit of a whispered welcome welcome well and it's kind of creepy and I don't know are people annoyed with the welcomes I don't it's not something I'm conscious of I used to do it on my radio show as well I used to have a radio show called the beat down and I used to do it there god this is a smooth and engaging introduction isn't it hi guys this is episode 90 of the distraction pieces podcast and it's a bloody cracker i really enjoyed it it's with an actress called georgina campbell and it's always a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna peel back the the curtain now it's always a little bit nerve-wracking when it's someone you've not met before now i chatted to georgina a few times on twitter Uh, i'm a fan of her work she's she's after award-winning actress of new 2015 yeah amazing and we have a great chat but you never know how it's going to go and I was just so pleased at how relaxed and 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 casual and enjoyable and easy and free free flowing it was but before we get to that speechdevelopmentrecords.com that's my label it's where you can go to support the podcast we have exclusive podcast merch for team 3w for everyone who's not annoyed with the welcome welcome welcomes there's now four different t-shirt designs on there there's the kind of the limited edition gold team 3w gold on black shirt designed by mr heggie we're never going to do any more of them then there's the two different original team 3w shirts and then there's the white which is going to become the regular team 3w shirt that we will keep in stock and keep available but yeah that's all available there you can also get the new b dolan a live album which is hugely exciting and loads of really good stuff i feel like i've not chatted to you in a bit there's tons of podcasts on their way just just by the way next week is kind of a a back by no demand oh, oh before i get onto that actually the reaction to, to, to last week's episode with blind boy from a rubber bandits was amazing we fluked it on the timing that it happened to come out the day before um st george's day so st george's day oh my god that is so bad st patrick's day obviously of otherwise the timing would be irrelevant but yeah so, so that was amazing reaction so thank you all very much for that there's a lot of things happening next week i was looking at the stats of the podcasts and the guests and i was stunned stunned to see that some of the most downloaded episodes were the end of year ones where me and my mate chris and my mate Stu just got drunk and talked nonsense for absolutely ages and i was disappointed in you guys for making them some of the most popular ones if i'm honest and we did a like we did these reviews of the year that were meant to be an episode or two. It ended up being five episodes, all recorded in one night as we got absolutely hammered, kind of starting at January and working through events of the year. So I decided that we're going to do an, another uh, one of them for next week. Me, Chris, and Stu having a few drinks and looking at the year s- so far. We're a few months in. A lot's been going on. Um, I'm going to tell you some stuff that I've been working on secretly uh Stu is going to have some some wonderfully exciting stories he went somewhere in in london recently which was incredibly exciting and chris is going to tell you about his medical issues um, <laughs> which isn't that fun but but we're also going to talk about films we've loved and tv stuff and mma and and everything so and we're going to announce Shall I pre-announce the announcement? I'm going to pre-announce the announcement. We're going to announce another podcast coming out on the Distraction Pieces Network. We announced the week before last that Leap UK are going to have a monthly podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network, which you'll be able to subscribe to separately, but I'll just keep you up to date on it. And Leap UK are law enforcement against prohibitions, as they're going to have a monthly podcast talking to different former policemen judges all sorts of people about the battle to to change our drug laws um in the uk and all over the world in fact um so that's going to be great and we're going to have another monthly podcast which a lot of you are going to be excited about it's again it's one of the it's, it's one of the previous guests that's been a, one of the most downloaded of recent episodes it's a subject i've discussed a few times and always get a lot of interaction on twitter and facebook about this and it's a, it's actually came about because the day that, that the leap uk podcast was announced i had someone tweet me saying are you going to do a podcast about this on the network and i decided to 
start talking to some people and it's going to happen. So we'll be announcing that next week. But back to this week. So, yeah, I was kindly invited to to to, to go and sit with Georgina Campbell and discuss everything about her career, how she was plucked from the streets, um, from obscurity through to... I mean, one of the most amazing shows in recent years in uh, Murdered by My Boyfriend. And yeah, it was a great chat. And as I said, it just flowed so wonderfully and delightfully. I think you're going to absolutely fall in love with this young lady if you aren't already aware of her her work and performances. So I'm going to stop rambling. I'll pop back at the end with a little bit more information for you. A little few more, a few more little teasers. But for now, this is episode 90 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. It's quite, it is nice around there. Well, I've done that classic podcast thing of starting recording as we're in mid-conversation. So that's kind of makes it feel really casual and informal. Yeah, really authentic. Um, I, I'm joined today by Georgina Campbell. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Thank you for having me here. We're in in, in South London. I won't give the full address because yeah, that's kind of kind of creepy. It's okay to say South out. London, right? It's okay, yeah. Um, how do you like South London? I like it. I've not lived here long. I've lived here for almost a year now. So yeah. I was living up north before in Queen's yeah, yeah. Park, which is so nice. Yeah. But it's quite kind of like yummy mummies, like um, yeah. it's quite quiet lifestyle. Um, but yeah, it's really great here. I really like it. I, I, for some reason, I feel most comfortable in South London. I think, and weirdly, any any mates I know who have moved to London from the Midlands or further mm-hmm. or, or higher, yeah. all kind of... The north and west of London is the London that they all hate gr- growing up, of that London, that yeah. down south. Yeah. And south London and east are kind of the more... Like the, the cool areas. Comfortable. The, and yeah. yeah. It's nice. You kind of see lots of walks of life around here. And yeah, it's, it's, you certainly get a nice, a nice variation. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so where did you grow up? You grew up in, in Sheffield, right? Was it? Yeah, I did. My, um, I, was, <laughs> I was Googling myself the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Shamedly. Um, and my Wikipedia said that I was born in Sheffield, which I wasn't. I wasn't no. born in Sheffield. Well, let's, born... Put it, let's put the world to rights. So let's yeah, correct the I wasn't myths. born in Sheffield. I was born in Maidstone. Oh, and wow. then um, we moved to Sheffield and then lived there until I was about nine years old. And then yep. we moved back south and lived kind of like Dartford area. Oh, great. So you've had a, a decent a, a variation of, of, yeah. of north and, and south. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Although I feel like I don't really remember Sheffield that much because I was a kid, so I don't... Yeah, you were I so young, I yeah. guess, you not <laughs> taken it in as much. Um, how was that, though? I'd imagine moving around nine or so it shakes things up a bit. Like, were yeah. you kind of happily at school and then suddenly you're changing the whole... You're moving the whole length of the country and... Yeah, it was quite, it was quite odd. It was, I think... Especially because when, when we moved, we moved to like Ainsford to begin with, which is kind of like this small village vibe yeah. and also like very kind of white. Everyone was yeah. white. So yeah. kind of like moving there, like me and my sister are mixed race. So we quite kind of were like shoved into this yeah. very, very kind of white, yeah. like middle class um, primary <laughs> school. So there were like some, I think, growing pains there. It's always hard being like the new kid, but it's even harder when you're kind of so obviously like the new kid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, where really are you from? But it's also... It's <laughs> Uh, not to put the the pressure on you as a as a as a flag bearer, but it's also hugely important that being part of that initial integration in these these smaller villages. I remember because I, when my parents moved out to Essex, and my dad I came home from work one day after like a week or two, and he'd grown up in South London, and he came back from work and said to my mum, "I've just realised what's uh, what's weird. Like I've only seen white people. Yeah, it's, there's it's only quite... white people here, and it was and, and when I was at school, there was." A one black family and and one um, Indian family and things yeah. like that and as tough as that must be, it's also I feel I benefit. I'm glad I wasn't in the generation before, if you know what I mean, where yeah. you're suddenly at the working age and Definitely. you've not come up around any people of different skin colours. Yeah, <laughs> scary things like that. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's it it yeah, it's it was strange, but um, 
but yeah, you're right. It's nice kind of being able to go yeah. somewhere and there'd be kind of different kinds of people around. And then you come to London and it's like an explosion of, of different There's cultures. There's just everyone. Yeah. Some of them are terrible, but <laughs> the, the, at least they're here. At least yeah, they've got their definitely. voice. <laughs> so, so what were you into? I kind of have grown up. Was acting always and drama always something that you were, were into and excited by? It's an odd one. I definitely, I always did drama. Like when I was a kid, I was always like doing drama and plays and things like that. But I always, always, always had like one line. I was like stood in the back. Let me close that window. No, it's fine. It, it, it gives a nice atmosphere a nice, and vibe. Okay. <laughs> the South London vibe. Exactly. It makes us feel really in the middle of it all. It's as if we're in the middle of the street. It's fine. Uh, Thank you. So, sorry, I'm just drinking tea. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of always was like the, the one line wonder. And mm. then when I went into secondary school, I started kind of doing drama a little bit with my friend Shannon yeah. um, and we both were like the one line wonders and I'd always do my line really weird like either too loud or too quiet because yeah. it'd be so like it's so weird when you have one line it becomes so much more of a big deal it can deal. be harder yeah I, I kind of was discussing this because I mean we'll get around to it but Arthur which, mm-hmm. we're, which we're both doing was the first thing I'd got and I remember I had a couple of scenes with no lines yeah and then I'd the first scene I had I had like one line or two lines and <laughs> My my mum and people like were like, how did it go? I was like, I don't know. I just yeah. couldn't put much into it. It was just it's, here's my line. You yeah, exactly. Really get much character into it, anything else? So you're just kind of like blurting it out. Yeah. And I also find like um, when you're when you're acting and you don't have any lines, sometimes my face goes mad because I think I should be doing like loads of face <laughs> acting. <laughs> so suddenly, like my eyebrows are everywhere, and it's, yeah. that's terrible as well. It's, it's one of the things I've, I've I've watched a lot because. In a few of the scenes I had, Aidan Gillen has, has been in it. He's a fantastic actor, he's but great. most of the scenes I've had with him, he's been in the background with no lines. Yeah. And he's someone, if I'm not on camera, I'm really keeping an eye on because I was like, right, I know he's a really good yeah. actor. So he's doing what you should be doing. <laughs> yes. There's, there's he no does lines. Good face and I look and half the time it looks like he's forgotten he's on set and things <laughs> he's probably thinking about <laughs> a book he's reading and things like that. It's like, all right, so just yeah, stop just, thinking about it. Yeah, stop, just, just kind of get on with it. No one's looking at your face. Like, stop, <laughs> stop doing things with it. Um, yeah. But oh yeah, so back to um, so yeah, I was always like the one line wonder, and yeah. then um, and my my sister was into acting actually. She did lots of drama. Yeah. She was really good and like yeah. really funny and like she she always got really good parts. Um, that, I make you a bit competitive in in that manner that you were like I'm getting one line everywhere. I wasn't even that competitive. I didn't mind that much because I didn't really actually I didn't think I was going to go into acting. It mm. kind of came out of the blue. I thought um, I really liked art, so I wanted to go and do an art foundation. Yeah. And I got spotted on the street. That's how I started acting. Oh, wow. So yeah, how like did a really that, odd that, way to. How, how is that process, and how much <laughs> trepidation is there when someone's like? You're the one. Like, so spotted on the week, you must think, fuck <laughs> What off. are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah, please leave I don't me alone. You. Yeah, no, I, that's exactly what happened. Like, I was out in London, I was 15, and there's like a period, I think, when you're, when people are like scouting for models and like yeah. hair models and stuff like that, yeah. there's a period where if you go to London and you're like young, like 14, 15, yeah. that's kind of the age they're trying to get people. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of it is just bullshit. Like a yeah. lot of it is kind of fake and you like look up whatever the company is and it's, it's like, no, like this yeah, is, <laughs> this it's looks nonsense. awful. Um, genuinely, I, there's, I, I had Ricky Hall on who's, who's, who's a, a very successful model and he was saying he literally, his, his effort to get into to modelling was he came to London and went to Topshop and on his, his, his way out, he got yeah. signed up by a huge agency oh and it all went mental. It's like... Damn, that's, that's crazy that but he'd like planned that he, he, he said he'd, he'd wanted to get into modeling and, and yeah. this kind of thing and you know it, yeah it was as simple as that that's crazy uh, where were you spotted what were you um it was in tottenham court roads and um it was a woman called sarah walker who's a director and she still yeah. directs now she's brilliant but i <laughs> she'd she'd had a lot of people in and i think she just hadn't found the person that she wanted and yeah. i think actually she was just panicking because it was like their last day of casting and it was just for this like little pilot they didn't have much money it was MySpace, yeah. Um, and she'd seen me as I was walking along, and she kind of grabbed me and and was like, "Are you are you an actress? Like, are you an actress or a model or anything?" <laughs> and I was like a moody little teenager, so I was like, "No, <laughs> like, leave me alone." Yeah. And then she kind of carried on following me, and she was like, "I really think you should come to this audition." And it's I was amazing. like, "I'm not an actress. Like, I don't I don't know why. Why yeah. are you doing this to me?" <laughs> I love that. And then, um, she kept following me, and in the end, she was like, "Here is my number. Here's where it is." 
just come. Yeah. And I was meeting a friend. So, um, he was working at a shop nearby and he was like, well, I've got half an hour. So why don't you go do it for half an hour? Come back. I'll have finished work and then we can go out. Yeah. So I kind of went on like a whim of like, okay, like I'll kill some time. Time to kill. Um, and I kind of thought if I got there and it was like seedy, like in a, in a basement or just, you know, like red lights or anything like that, (laughs) I'd leave very quickly. Um, but it ended up being like in this big fancy building and, um, and we just did like some improvisation and, and stuff. And Amazing. then they asked me, um, to do it. It was like this MySpace. I mean, when, <laughs> every time when I tell everyone, like, it sounds really great to begin with when you're like, I got spotted. Like, yeah, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was just wandering along and they were yeah. like, you, you've got, <laughs> yeah. a, you've got a face that needs one. to be on TV. Yeah. Um, but the part was actually for a girl who looked like a boy and was obsessed with gaming and was a social recluse. Right. Well, so. well there you go. Still, it's, it's, it's nice to get noticed. Yeah. It's still nice to get- she saw me and she thought, yep. Yeah, She's I, th- I do love that though because I think it's a risky one to talk too much about because it could go if if you're a rubbish director it could be because of laziness but if you're a great director it's because of genius like the thing that Sh- Shea Meadows seems to do a lot of is yeah is finding his characters in real life mm-hmm. and then writing them in and then then making them in and that's a it's similar amazing, thing then yeah. I think it gets so much a realness out of it so it's kind of yeah definitely it's, it's, it's a masterful thing there but yeah. I mean you talked about it's instantly just i just come to mind about you you would have walked away if it seemed too shady or dodgy yes. did did you have to go on tape with a reg for king arthur yeah that was the first thing i went to and it was in a basement with one camera with hardly many lights <laughs> i was like this is exactly as shady as as as, as you're warned about yeah it's for a massive guy richie film so yeah there are some odd little spots that you get you get, get auditions at. like there's some strange yes. yeah it's a, i think auditioning is like one of the weirdest things to do like i really yeah. enjoy it i went through a phase where i hated it when i first yeah. started because i would just would get so nervous like yeah. crazy nervous if i even like messed up a line or something like that that'd be it it'd be over i'd be yeah. so i'd be shaking yeah, i had sure. one i won't say what it was for but one i had one when i was about 16 and I just burst out crying in the middle of the audition and couldn't stop. It was the most awkward thing Damn. ever. <laughs> like, they were trying to calm me down. Yeah. And I was just there crying and crying and crying. That's not great. Um, That's a bad experience. It's in, not a great in, experience. In the so what ch- changed for you in the audition process? Was it kind of a, just a realisation that it's it's something that you're going to do tons of? Yeah. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Or, Definitely. And I think yeah. I was I was quite... I don't know. I was a little bit shy when I was, when I was yeah. younger, which I think there'll be loads of people that be like, she wasn't shy, but <laughs> <laughs> Georgina definitely wasn't shy, but, um, I, I was a bit shy, like, yeah. um, meeting new people yeah, yeah, and yeah, auditions. It's kind of, it's like a skill. You have to get used to, to meeting people all the time, to chatting, to kind of, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like you have to go in and like have a nice kind of mundane chat and then suddenly you're like crying or screaming or, or, or doing something and again, mad. Are you aware that they're seeing tons of people and it's, it's not a thing. I'd, and Neil Maskell really helped me out with some advice on, cause again, the, the Reg audition was my first ever audition, but I'd been asking cause they were into my music. So yeah. it felt relaxing cause I was like, well, they're into me. So it's kind of, yeah. if it works, it works. If not, but he, he gave me a little, book that had some tips and that and it's it's simple things that you have obviously learned naturally but it was great to have in front of you it was kind of a number one he was saying was basically their ideal situation is to give you the role because then their job's done and they yeah. can move on to the next thing <laughs> it's like the perfect thing is if you're all right and they're all right so and true. They go, but there you go and that's yeah. kind of a, a relaxing thought that it's like it's best for everyone if this yeah, goes well. So let's just yeah, relax into it. Let's just get on. I feel like I've just learned a yeah, new thing. I'm going to go into my next audition. Again, I, I genuinely, high. I was like, that's amazing. Because the fact is, everyone is just doing a job. And it's so true. It's easier to, <laughs> yeah, to move on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so what was your then, you had, are you a talent scouted on the street? I'm going to hype it up more, despite the yeah. fact you're saying it was for a girl that looked a bit like a boy who was into <laughs> gaming. But you were plucked for stardom straight off the streets so where did it go it go after that like what what was your path was that a point you kind of said look i need to try and make a, a career of this or were there other people kind of kind of helping you or guiding you in that direction i think my parents helped me a lot because yeah. actually i think i wasn't there's so many people which i think is amazing who are actors and actresses who they're like i knew when i was a toddler i knew yeah. that's what i wanted to do i've done everything in my power to make sure that i'm here and like you know i've, I've worked really hard um so getting 
spotted is quite odd because you're suddenly getting a shot that loads of people would love to have and you've not worked for it you've just kind of fallen into it and I was a teenager like I didn't really know what it meant so probably for like the first year or so I didn't really get it and I just Mm. kind of was it I was at school as well I had lots of work to do I'd already planned that I wanted to go to university to study arts and that I was thinking that I wanted to go into fashion so I, it was kind of something that come along and suddenly when you're a kid you've got that school is constantly yeah. telling you that you need to plan everything you've got no way you're going what are you going to be doing and it's all the most important thing in yeah. the world at that time you get really stressed forward. about it yeah. um so when that when acting came along I kind of held it off a bit because I was so concentrating on everything else but the more I did it the more auditions that I went to and the more jobs I got and the more I learned and also I just kind of started realizing that I really loved it and it's something yeah. that I'm good at which is it's nice when you kind of get that realisation that you're good at something and you're like, oh, wow, this I mean, has kind of fallen in my lap. But Exactly, maybe as you kind of to. said there of other people or that feeling that other people have worked really hard for this opportunity and, and, and you haven't. But in many ways it feels that's, I don't know, that puts extra pressure on you because you're like, oh shit, I've, I've, I've jumped myself. ahead and yeah. now I've got to prove myself and I've got and, and all that. So it's, it must have been a rewarding when you suddenly went, not only was I picked... But I've, that that one person happened to pick something that I didn't even know I was good at, if you know yeah. what I mean, that went right. And then, yeah, it comes naturally and more of a yeah. a natural love for it there. Yeah, it all kind of grew, yeah, grew and grew and grew. And, and my mum my and my stepdad and my dad yeah. were so supportive. And, the, yeah. and at the beginning, they really, really did kind of champion me and they really did kind of Amazing. say to me, like, this is, this is a big thing. Like, if you really work hard at this, this could go somewhere brilliant. So yeah, I started taking it seriously, and then Fantastic. I think it all really—I think it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's all such a, a long game anyway. It still feels really new because I've been doing it alongside school, and then I did go to university, but I did film studies. Yeah. So it was always something that I was doing alongside something else. Like again, that feels to be the ideal situation in in this kind of industry because yeah. then you can just take the gigs that come along and yeah. not stress too much. I was looking through, obviously. As any time I have, have anyone in the film industry on, I go straight onto IMDb to, 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 to just check through. And you've got the traditional, like, casualty yeah. and Holby City, the, 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 the British actor training ground of casualty <laughs> yeah. and Holby City and things like that. So how was that? Was that all while you were studying and doing other things? So that opportunity to go, right, I can go and get experience on these huge productions and huge, yeah. you know, around some great people, but it's also, as, as as harsh as it sounds, it's also not a huge commitment. You know yeah. you're there for an episode or two or whatever else, but it's, it's dipping in while you're getting all your other ducks in a row as such. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, it's a good way to do it. It's a good way to kind of... Because you can go crazy as well when you're in, the, in this industry and when you're starting out and you yeah. are kind of getting jobs sporad- spor- sporadically. Yeah. So um, if you're kind of got something else going on at the same time it's just a lot easier and there's yeah. a lot less stress and yeah it was great being able to go off and kind of do and, little parts like that and i'd imagine just from any any nerves of auditions as you mentioned the fact that if you've not got loads of other stuff on you're going to be sitting there thinking i've not heard back from them yet and am i going to hear from this and oh do you know God, what i mean no, being I still so had that though still watching, yeah. <laughs> that's like <laughs> the worst feeling little, ever when you're kind of waiting to hear back from auditions it's it's the bizarrest industry in that it's just standard that on so much stuff you just won't hear. No, I, I find that that's again like being coming from from another area and different industries suddenly go. All right, so that's just acceptable, is it? That you go in, have a lovely time with these people, yeah, and then potentially just just never never hear yeah. back. It's or, not. A, it's not. A, a, a we'll let you know. It's like no, we probably won't let you know. Yeah. In, in reality, <laughs> probably just. The worst thing is when you do get kind of like (laughs) the worst phrase is always they've gone in a different direction. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) You get told that they've gone in a different direction. I I can't remember if I've I've told it on this, but um, when I had the audition for a taboo, which I'm filming at the moment, I got feedback that I'd blown them away, but they've cut the character. And I had to email my agent saying, look, I just want to let you know, I didn't blow anyone. It's nice of them to say, but like it was, <laughs> I had three scenes. I, I'm yeah. sure I've, I've signed stuff, which, which, which says I can't tell any of this, but three scenes to audition. <laughs> each had like a line in, each, okay. each, each one line wonders. And, and generally one of the scenes, I literally had to go, lovely evening. 
You can't blow anyone away with the words oh, lovely. I feel like that was quite good though. I feel like I felt something. <laughs> that was exactly that, that thing of kind of, you just feel there's these certain lines that you've done this, but they've moved on or they've gone in another direction yeah. or they've cut the, the character. So yeah. You've got to be thick skinned. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an industry where you just have to be so thick. Cause it's, it's so funny. I've got lots of friends that aren't in acting, yeah. aren't anything to do with this. And they're like, how do you do it? Like, how are you constantly kind of going for these auditions yeah. and just getting constant rejection? And like my mum, she actually takes it worse than me because yeah. there was a job that, I don't know, I probably shouldn't say the job. Can I say the job? Well, there was this big MTV series right. about elves. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, won't say, I won't say the name of it. But I very nearly got yeah. a lead role in it and it got to the point where I was on the phone to my agent. She's like, Right, pack your bag. You're going to LA tomorrow. Like wow. we're getting the contract um, signed today. All you're going to do tomorrow is get the do the kind of a screen test. But yeah. they've said that they 100 percent want you. The screen test is just formality, but you've got the job. Yeah. Um. So I was obviously going mad. I was like calling my parents. Like, oh my god, I'm going to LA tomorrow. It was like, oh, this is show business. Off you go. And, so quick. And, yeah. yeah. And then it came, got to about midnight. Obviously, there's a time difference and everything. So my yeah. agent was like, go to sleep. Set an early alarm for about six in the morning and I'll have all the details through. We'll have the ticket through. We'll have everything yeah. and then you'll be off tomorrow. Anyway, get up at six in the morning, call my agent. And she's like, in the last like six hours, everything's changed and actually they're not going with it's you now. Someone stepped in and said no. And it was, I actually took it really well. It was kind of yeah. like, okay, it's fine. Like it's probably, you know, for the best. I'll get a lie. Um, I'll go back to sleep. Yeah, it's fine. Forget it. And I rang my mum and told her and she went mad. She was like screaming down the phone to me. She's like, yeah. they can't do this to you. What is this industry? I was like, mum, it's okay. It's fine. But it is Don't weird, worry about it? it. That is the correct reaction from yeah. your mum, from a real life person yeah, that's the right reaction <laughs> from anyone in the in the industry it's like ah, it's the industry so it works it's like is it is that is that how it works is that, that okay that i got up yeah, at six fine. o'clock with my bags packed and you just said nah <laughs> nah changed our mind yeah. it's like that's harsh, really right? odd. But, yeah really odd, um, but... how many people do you tell about the things you're going for is that because that's oh. again that's a weird thing of like if particularly i said as as you're not going to know if you're ever going to hear i've i've started mm. now and i'm i'm not going for for loads of things i'm i'm not getting tons of of offers but um i i'm like i'd rather not tell anyone just because you'll have so many mates going have you heard anything it's like, yeah it's i'd true. probably let you know if i'd heard anything like if, if i've if i've heard anything and it's good yeah i'd let you know so just maybe don't ask me because if i have heard anything it'll be bad otherwise you'll know but yeah do you kind of keep it do you tell your your mum, for example, about all of them, or do you kind of? I tell her about most of them actually. If I've gone for an audition, she asks me what it is. Then yeah. yeah, I'll tell her. Yeah. But with friends, I don't as much now. Like I remember going up for Star Wars. Like everyone went up for Star yeah, Wars, yeah, yeah, yeah. and my friends went like mental, which is you know fair enough. But um, I didn't get that far in the auditioning process. Yeah. And everyone was like so angry and upset with me. <laughs> I hadn't Your managed teeth. to get in Star Wars. <laughs> like genuine, like. Like they were genuinely angry. We were so close to, to yeah. knowing someone who's in Star Wars. <laughs> so How could you now. do this to I don't, us? I don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um, it's wise. But yeah, it's a difficult one because I get quite, I get quite like antsy with my mum as well because I, I recently auditioned for Michael Winterbottom and I was so excited. It was yeah. amazing meeting him and like I, I love his films and yeah. so does my mum and um, we all, like all my family love the trip. So she yeah, was freaking amazing. out about it and was like really excited. And I didn't get that far in the auditioning process again. But it was great. It was like great to meet him and everything. Yeah. Um, but my mum just kept, keeps bringing it up and keeps being like, have you, have you heard back yet from, from Michael Winterbottom? Like, no, mum. Like, I'm not going to hear back from him. Like, he's not going to call me up. She's like, oh, that's such it's, a shame. He does such great films. And I'm like, I know, mum. I'm not in it. It's genuinely <laughs> so, so weird, though. Because, again, you've got to look at all them things as well as, as long as you've not gone in there and hated each other, yeah. it, is, it is a positive thing. Like when Stephen Graham was on, on the other week and he was saying how <laughs> the first time he worked with Martin Scorsese, they got on really well and Martin was like, yeah, something in the future and didn't hear from him for years and years. Yeah, and it became an ongoing joke. And then he just got a phone call one day and was like, I've got this role. Are you up for playing Al Capone? Yeah. And it's like, you know, so things it's, like that is, yeah, is it's I think it's good to build that relationship because, because you never know. And it, again, it gives them that. Again, even, even for them, if, if they've got a character and they can go, shit, I know, I know who'd be perfect for that. It's easier yeah. r- rather than we need to scour the streets and find someone on Tottenham Court Road to. True. To Although fill that this is role. the best way to find <laughs> That people. is the best way to find <laughs> the, 
to find the talent. So the 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 performance and 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 the show that really brought you hugely into the public eye um, was um, a murdered by my boyfriend, which is a, a BBC thing, which is on iPlayer still. Yeah. Um, and absolutely amazing and deserving of all the all the plaudits it's got how did that kind of come about so what was the process in in the casting for that and then yeah. obviously we'll go into because for people who don't know it's or oh, the title kind of gives an idea of it, but <laughs> it's a very heavy subject and yeah things like that. so how did it come about initially on that it will it was through my agent so yeah. i got an audition and the first audition they hadn't actually got a script yet they just had because it's a, it's a it's true, true story. story so course, we just yeah. had the details of, of the story mm. and had the ability to kind of go and, and look it up ourselves. And then it started with doing a, it's like a monologue from a Dennis Kelly play. Right. Which was a really lovely monologue. So that was the beginning. And then it was another audition. Yeah, there was another audition and that was with Paul Andrew Williams, the yeah. director. And yeah. it was just kind of going and having a chat and then doing the audition. And then there was another one after that, which was... Wow they'd got it down to three people. So they had three guys, they had three girls. Um, and that was like an all day. That was like a marathon. Cause it was kind of like partnering up everyone with different right. people. And then we still didn't have a script. So I think we'd been given one scene, yeah. but everything else was improvised, which Fantastic. was, it was good. Like I, I, cause I, I find improvisation quite difficult cause I'm quite, um, like I'm quite in my own head a lot. So yeah, with yeah, improvisation, sure. you kind of have to let go and just yeah. say whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, or sometimes not say anything, which is also really hard in improvisation because I yeah. think sometimes people think improvise. Oh my God, I need to speak. So we started doing that and Paul was just great. I remember him kind of pulling me to the side at one point. I mean, I, I love Paul, but he's, he's so funny and he's so cryptic sometimes. But he pulled me to the side and then he just kind of was like, stop acting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, just stop it. He was like, stop acting. Just don't act. Just, just do it, but yeah. don't act. Stop doing your acting face. I was yeah. like, cheers. Um, so you and your acting yeah, face. Yeah, me and my acting face. Um, so yeah. And then, and then from that, we had another audition, which was the final audition. Um, and then I got the job, but it was really interesting from the side of how things went with Paul. I don't think he'll mind me saying, but he, mm. To begin with, wasn't sure he actually wanted to cast me. Right. And he only told me this, like, after we'd become friends, he was mm. like, I feel like I can tell you this because, like, I like you, yeah, and, yeah. you know. But he was like, I, I, yeah, I, I wasn't sure I wanted to cast you. There was something there that I thought maybe you were a bit scared or maybe you, you weren't sure of yourself. And I didn't yeah. think you'd be able to kind of step up to it and be able to have the emotional range and also be sure. in every single scene. And it's kind of a really tiring process huge amount to take on particularly um, i mean it's number number one to be in every scene but then number two when the scenes are as heavy and dr- and draining as, as yeah they we're going to turn out to be that's yeah it was pretty crazy but in the but, the but he was like you know but you've proved me wrong and he's like and no one else could have played it he was like yeah. you've, you've really done well but that was he was just like just when you're auditioning stop being so nervous i mean like, that's what let go of it what I, I, I love there is as silly as stop acting and stop doing your acting <laughs> face sounds <laughs> it's exactly what came across across in it and from for me i wanted to know how much improvisation there was in there as well because for me the first time that it was the girls are going on their night out at the start Mm -hmm. it all just felt so natural it didn't feel like this kind of tight witty script going back and forth and and throwing quips and things like that. it felt like what it's actually like on a night out where it's just like there will be some funny bits. Yeah, there will be some good lines, but there's just people talking just and just about yeah. rubbish. And again, that um, felt even even as you got into kind of the party scene and things like that. All of it just felt so natural and so unacted. So he kind of nailed it on that. But but how much I was there that was script and how much was kind of a, a workshop because they're kind of it I was, guess they're key parts. Yeah, I mean it was it was all pretty much script. Like yeah. Regina Moriarty is. And she's yeah. a brilliant writer. Like you can tell as soon as you get a script in front of you, I feel like the test is how quickly you can learn the lines. Yeah. And when it's a good script, the lines just go in. They're just yeah. there. Like they're Amazing. just so easy to, to say, like they're so natural. Um, and her script was, was fantastic. Every, yeah. Everything was so natural. Everything was so easy to kind of remember and to get to kind of, I mean, there were scenes where you're going from one emotion to another emotion very quickly in a very short amount of time, but she managed to kind of really sow that, that emotional yeah. kind of trajectory through the, through the scenes. Um, and then, I mean, we had, we had a bit of 
rehearsal at the beginning. So there was a bit of kind of like talking about the script and maybe changing a few lines here yeah. and there, but it was, it was all her really. Like yeah, we didn't actually, amazing. once we got into it, we didn't improvise. It, it was all That's great. scripted. So, so, so when you got the, the role, how much a research and, and, and looking into, cause it's, it must be tough when it's a true story because mm-hmm. having to stay true to that story but then equally having to stay true to the script and stay true to the character that you're playing because yeah how was that it um, was, from a research point of view and from building a character yourself kind of yeah angle? it was it was interesting because they had a massive research team because oh, it was yeah. it was bbc learning so it wasn't their their drama department so yeah. they really did it was all about the research so they had a department doing a lot of research but actually when it came to it me and Royce didn't see that much of the actual case research because they spoke right. to the family members. They spoke to a lot of people. Like every single scene was was real. Like they yeah. found people that had said that she told them about it or they were there. It's um, kind of great as as well if you've got that that faith in 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 a writer and in the script and in yeah. the team that it's kind of right. No, this is this in 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 a beautiful way. It's all laid out for me. Yeah. This is kind well, of I think Paul was smart because he didn't. He said from the beginning, like, well, obviously we did our own research, yeah. me and Royce, but he said, don't get too caught up in the fact that it's a real person. He was like, it's going to be really difficult not to, but yeah. you're, you're not these people. You're kind of doing a universal story. Like it is their story. Yeah. But if you get too bogged down in who these people are, you're, you're, you're just going to get confused in that. Yeah. And you're going to get lost in it. And just you'll start doing your acting face. I'll start doing and, my acting yeah. face. <laughs> um, so it was all just kind of, yeah, it was, they, there was a lot of research going on, but Paul kind of kept it so that we weren't getting too bogged down in it. Because yeah. also, I mean, the research, it's heavy. Like, it's, a, it's, it's, it's heavy to, to read all that stuff yeah. um, and to, ca- ca- like, carry it with you. Um, so, yeah. How was it getting through the actual shoots? Because, as I said, there is, it's such a heavy subject. As I said, for anyone who's not seen it, number one, you should because it's it's amazing. But it's 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 a story of of, of domestic violence essentially and spousal abuse and yeah, it's a mm-hmm. it's 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 a dark house. So how was that to yeah to get through those days and those those scenes? Do you know what I mean? How easy was it to switch off and to it was kind of it, go in for it? It was actually because it was like one of the best jobs I've been on which is bizarre for that for the subject matter yeah but it's the best cast and crew I've ever worked with everyone was so lovely yeah everyone was kind of had like a really good energy to them everyone like Paul just made sure that nothing was ever too heavy on set like it was when you were in the scenes but as soon as the scenes broke it was kind of like joking around that's just perfect keeping things and that's fresh. key it's the kind of thing that um it's it's known in or gallows humor and in in emergency rooms and things like that, it's yeah. always said that there's a lot of laughing and joking because if you don't, that yeah. could crush you. It's, exactly. You know, if, you, if you're, you, you, you're in hugely serious situations, so if you can snap yourself out of it in some way afterwards, that's got to be key. Yeah, that. definitely. And also, perfect. I'm such a, I'm such a giggly person. <laughs> and for some reason, like the, well, actually, this is probably not true. I think I giggle a lot in comedies, but the more dramatic things are, the funnier I find it. Right. So, like, I'm just, I can be really bad if I get into like a, a giggling fit. Like, I did a job recently, um, one of us, which is for BBC, yeah. which will be coming out soon. But that's quite dark. And I don't know what happened to me on that set, but I was just constantly giggling. Like, I just found everything <laughs> hilarious. It's like the long pauses and, like, I don't know. But, um, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I kind of... I'm, I can quite easily j- jump, jump in and out of it. The problem with that is I guarantee there'll be a point where a director or, or AD or someone will have to kind of tell you off a oh, little yeah, bit definitely. to get you in line. That makes it funnier, because it's like <laughs> it's when the teacher at school has said, if one more person yeah. laughs, it's like... <laughs> Why did you say those words? That's just so makes true. it ten times worse, right? And the thing is that once you get into it as well, and, and, and there's all the crew are like sat like you know we want to have lunch, we want to get this done, yeah. and there's some stupid cast member that can't stop yeah. giggling. Um, Killer. Um, yeah. so, so how was the reaction when it initially aired? Because again, I remember I watched it really late, but I remember at the time it, it coming out. I think I was on tour, but seeing so many people talking about it online. And as I said, it wasn't from the BBC drama department so it mm-hmm. wasn't one of the big things that they pushed as such it kind no. of just came out and the reaction of the public seemed to be the thing that really brought it to the forefront so yeah. so how was that it for was, you in that oh it was in, it was insane it was it was amazing though because I, I think 
the amazing thing about Twitter is that you can, you know, so many people can contact you or you can contact people from all over the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, so lots of people contacted me about their own experiences and were kind of saying how happy they were to see something that, that shows what they went through yeah. and, and to kind of be able to, to share that with people. And also, they, it was just amazing because there's people who are in those situations who don't really sometimes know they're in that situation yeah, and course. seeing something like that is great because you can see where it ends up and, it, yeah. and a, a lot of the time it does end up there like you might think it won't and it, i mean and but, the beautiful the beauty of the script and the and the direction was all the all the nuances along the way the bits that do seem acceptable and then yeah when you're then another character comments on it you're suddenly all oh, right that isn't you know and things like that confusing. so i think that's that must have been amazing but again you've suddenly then got after the job's done and you've you've done a, a great job, you're then getting a lot of, of really personal messages and stories, I'd imagine. So yeah. that must have been rewarding and at some in some ways kind of not scary, but kind of do you know what I mean? That yeah. that, that, that that level of, of, of pressure in a sense that it was yeah, it was lovely to read. It's it's a funny thing, like people find it really difficult separating um people from characters. Yeah. So a lot of people, even like on the streets, because when it went when it really went big, there was like a very small time where people were recognizing yeah. me, which never happens. But again, <laughs> so, it was it's, it's because as as well it was such a real thing it, it yeah. felt so real that again it is watching it it felt like that's someone you would see walking down the street so when they did yeah, see they that person see, walking yeah. down the They're street like, oh my gonna, god all right yeah um so people would come up to me and, and and be talking about their experiences and then be like you know obviously you've been through it too and i'd have to kind of be like i haven't like i haven't yeah. actually been yeah. through that um but you know thank you for, yeah. for sharing with me thank you for talking with me but i personally which was quite a strange thing to kind of come to terms with i suppose because you kind of feel like a bit of a fraud actually yeah. when people are telling you things like that and you're like i've not been through it yeah, you no, kind I of feel that. awful that you you can't have that connection that that person obviously thinks they have with you but actually they have with the character um but yeah but it's it's lovely whenever you do anything having yeah. people come up to you and, and, and talk that, about yeah, it and especially positive. when it's something so important it means that much more there's a, there's a huge connection there um so how was it or how did you feel career-wise after that because as said i'd imagine it would have been a big deal but not known like when you got the gig yeah i said it wasn't planned as a as, as big a thing it, it turned tiny. out so you probably thought <laughs> it's another gig and yeah. then suddenly it was you know actress of the year t- t- a 2015 <laughs> yeah, actress, award, award winning <laughs> yeah so it's kind of you you suddenly will a uh, one awards and got this this credit and again for, <laughs> And not to overhype it, but it feels like it must have meant all the more because it wasn't in one of the big shows that were were written and there to win awards. It wasn't yeah. one of them shows that it's like the BBC have gone, here's our here's our BAFTA nominees for this year. It was just another show, and then you kind of somehow crept in there, <laughs> came in and, and and stole it from under their feet. So um, yeah, it's really. Str- I mean, it still feels really strange. I can't believe that it's coming up to almost being a year. Like yeah. someone else is going to have the award now, and everyone's going to be talking about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, unbelievable. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's really strange. But I think it's it's a really interesting world because it's like suddenly I'm involved in another part of acting that I was never involved in before. I was never involved in interviews and yeah. going to events and all those sort of things, which sure. I now am doing and like the award scene. And as much as I think when the award when I got the award, there suddenly was like a lot of like fairy tale stories that came out about and I yeah. and I got told as well all the time, this is it. Like you're huge now, you're gonna yeah. be getting yeah, job yeah, after yeah. job after yeah. job, you're gonna be getting whatever you want. And that's not what happened. I mean, it's really has been amazing. Like it's opened up doors, I've had more auditions, um, I've had jobs, but it hasn't been what they kind of say it is i, I think that's in, that's a hugely important thing to share because there's there's so many things in any industry that you've got this illusion of what this mm-hmm. thing you're aiming for is and once you get that yeah it's all different but the fact is i mean you probably woke up very happy and hung over the next next yeah. morning but still you wake up the next morning and it's still right yeah it's what's, what, what what's now and, and there was what a gigs? it's not a case of here's yeah. here's your next hollywood role and here's this exactly. and that it's it's still it's, reality. it's it's like acting's like a game it's like getting from one step to the next oh. you keep just going and going and going and i think after i got the award i kind of did maybe buy into that story a little bit and then i kind of took myself away from it and it's just a thing of i'm not um, i'm so grateful for the award and it's amazing yeah. and an amazing opportunity and it's it's done a world of good for me but i think 
you just have to keep yourself grounded and then just think we just carry on as you, as you were before doing the same thing, doing like just not taking things for granted and thinking because I've got this, this means that I'm owed something because it doesn't, it just, you know. And, and, and the beauty there of having worked in the industry for that long and and knowing how sporadic it can be and things like that is, you know, that it's exactly that, the, the big payoff for winning that award could come in three years time. Yeah, it could completely. be that someone at that point is like, all right, here's the perfect. Because again, it's not a case of you've won the, the, that award. Therefore the next four big Hollywood films happen to have the right character. Yeah. For you to, to, to exactly. mean, things like that. So it's so much that has to come in line. Um, so what was next after it? Um, I obviously want to talk about after hours because I was, I was a big oh, fan yes. of that and had, had John Osborne on the podcast. Um, that was great. It was so bizarre and, and, and delightful to watch his style of writing, which I've heard in his spoken word for so long, to somehow watch it come to life and everyone just seem, seem perfect in it. So, yeah. So how was that? It was a Sky One show and yeah. it was about a, a love of music and, yeah, a, a love of characters in there, I guess, essentially. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great show to be involved in. I, I kind of, I got, I was... I got so over the top about it because when I read the script, you, you know, like sometimes you read scripts and you're like, this is it. Like, this is yeah. me. I'm, I'm getting this. Like, I'm yeah. having this. And most of the time, you don't actually get it. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes yeah. you get it and then you're like, this was meant to be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um, but there was something about the scene that I'd been given that really reminded me, because Jasmine's quite a small character. She's actually not that involved in the main storyline. She yeah. kind of helps it along that they break up at the sure. beginning. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she kind of darts in and out. That weird kind of integral key character that isn't in it constantly, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because I said it's, I mean, the, it's, all it's the start of everything. Jasmine, it's all, but... It genuinely is. It's, it's genuinely a key to all of it. And it isn't until, as I said, until you get to the end of an episode or two, you're like, all right, that character was actually in here and here. Yeah. But, yeah. It's kind of all, all things moving around. But I, I loved Jasmine's character because it, it really like spoke to me and her relationship with Willow because yeah. I went I had a similar relationship when I was at school from the age of like 16 to 18 I think yeah where I had a, had a boyfriend and we were like really into music we went to gigs together a lot and we just when you're that young as well you just become the same per like yeah. we just hung out all the time like yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. Const- constantly and then it got to going to uni and we broke up and I felt like seeing that between Jasmine and Willow was so interesting yeah. that thing of like these two kids who kind of have planned their lives together. Being at, the same person. At, yeah. And then suddenly. And then suddenly they go separate ways and they both have to figure out what they're doing. And uh, what can they I just ask do. how much of the music that you and your boyfriend listened to at the time did, do you now think is terrible and can't believe you ever listened to it? Not or how too much has stuck much. with you and you're like, it's still. Yeah. Mostly, I mean, the thing was that was funny about, about that was that Willow and Jasmine both love the Pixies. Yeah. And me and Jack love the Pixies. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> I won't say his last name, but um, we, we both um, love yeah. the Pixies. Um, and I went in with like a, like a Pixies t-shirt on. Amazing. I was so over the top. Like I'm I remember- taking this role. <laughs> yeah. I remember afterwards um, it being brought a ticket up. ticket like, to a Pixies gig. Oh, sorry. Just like, I love the Pixies. Oh, sorry. I didn't see that then. Um, so yeah, we kind of like the, yeah, kind of like the same kind of music yeah. that we liked back then. And that was kind of great in, in that series was that music was so much of a character in it as well, that it yeah. was key that like the Pixies were, it was key that it was the Pixies. And I think for an audience to relate to it for the exact same reason that you read the script and related to certain, you know, certain bands or sounds that kind of made you go, yes, I know that character. I can, yeah. I can connect with that. Yeah, definitely. Although my music, <laughs> My music chase is a little bit suspect. I I remember us all sat round a table and there was the guy who's from Baby Shambles, who was part of the the band and they wrote the music um, for um, the the final song and everything um, that Jamie Winston sung. Yes. Amazingly. She was brilliant. But um, I remember us all sat around this table and everyone was talking about music and they were talking about all these kind of like obscure, really cool <laughs> bands. And then someone turned around to me and they were like, what music do you like, Gina? And I was trying to be funny, but also it was true. I was like, um, I love Katy Perry. And everyone just gave me a look like, hang <laughs> 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 on, really? <laughs> you see, I love that because it's, it's, it, it, it speaks. To, I've, I've always been a fan. I don't believe that there should be any any such thing as guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. I think you should just be into into, into what, what you're into, into man. And, I and agree. There's actually, that, that worry of things like that of there's loads of obscure stuff I'm into. Yet 
there's some really good sh- Sugar Babe songs or Britney Spears yeah. has written some pop classics and things like that. It's like, <laughs> it's what it is. It's but true, yeah. You shouldn't have to kind of, but it's the same with, so let's kind of convert. I'm, I'm, I'm being all, all, all expert interviewer here, but converting that into, in, in, into acting, mm-hmm. when choosing jobs, do you kind of look at, right, a job's a job or do you go, well, you know, I'm now an award a winning actress. Take I need to take the very, the very <laughs> dramatic and artistic role. Or yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wish, I wish I was at a position where I could like be turning jobs down left, right, and centre. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean sometimes. I mean, I've got, I've definitely got to a point now where I, I'll set if I get an audition through and I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. Then I feel like I've got the confidence now yeah. to think, oh, actually, I don't have to go for every audition. But then, yeah, it's still, it's still a job, and I'm not a millionaire yet, so yeah. I'm kind of open to. So whatever, as long, as long as it's not too horrendous. Yeah. Then. Again, I mean, I keep keep referencing it, but it's because it was so recent. Stephen Graham just summed it up perfectly. He was like, "I come from a working class background. If I, if I was a painter and I was employed to paint a house, and I got there and went, no, it's not really my kind of house. I'm not. It's like you don't do that. He's like, I'm an actor. My yeah. job is acting. So if this comes in front of me and it's put forward and it's right, you know, yeah. money wise, everything else, and, yeah. and it's like, well. I can't, I can't turn my nose up at it. And it's yeah. like, I, I kind of love that. I love that, that outlook. It is true. I also feel like I'm, I, I'm lucky or like something in my brain. I think jobs that, like I've been really lucky to get jobs that I've loved and like I've yeah. loved the scripts and everything. But I feel like that must come through when you're in the audition that when you go for something that you really love, you that do you a lot it. better than maybe things that you're kind of like not that sure about, but you're going along because completely, you want a job. Completely. Um, so yeah. my, my third ever audition which I was obviously hugely honoured to get, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to get because I felt I wasn't up to it. It was it was a weird thing because it was all the whole film is being made as as lip sync of original recordings, oh, which wow. is amazing and exciting. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not experienced enough to be doing <laughs> as, as someone like this. And again, I think I had that exact vibe. I worked my ass off to learn it all. Yeah, I went in and, and lip synced all correctly. Yeah, and then when I didn't hear back, I was like, thank God. <laughs> and, and the people I've heard they have casting it are amazing and I'm like you, you yeah, kind of hear that and it, right. it's not you hear it's been cast you're like oh that's not fair you go oh, so much better well, they're going to yeah. do such a better job than yeah. I could have done oh but. my god definitely so much I've got a friend actually whose name I won't say because I'll get him in trouble but um, he <laughs> has this thing that he does that if he, if he has to go for an audition for something he doesn't want to do yeah. he'll go he'll turn up like a little bit late be wearing shorts Brilliant. and have like a Starbucks coffee so they know that he's late, but he Brilliant. still went to get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so like, wow. That's his plan whenever he has to go to an audition that he yeah, that's kind some, of doesn't want. That's some great psychological attacks on the, <laughs> on the person who's had the, had the audacity to ask him in for an audition. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm going to make them work. I'm going to give a lot of clues. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. That's his little plan that he does. <laughs> I'm going to leave my... F- a phone out that says the alarm was yeah. 10 minutes before I was meant yeah, to, exactly. to be here. <laughs> I like it. That's intense. Um, so it's kind of nice because what's re-prompted this podcast uh, to happen is, is Nights of the Round at a Table, which mm-hmm. is the Guy Ritchie film. And it's a weird one because the bulk of it was shot last year. Mm-hmm. And in between now and then, we'd started to talk on Twitter and I was like, oh, you'll have to come on the podcast at some point. And then when I was in to re-shoot the other day, I was sat in the makeup chair and looking up like where they have pictures of everyone and, and saw you up was. there and I was like how did we not know that we're both in this yeah in this I know thing? So, it was crazy so, so I don't know how much you can say about who you are or I what you are in it. either it's prob- you probably can't say anything but how's that been, like, been as, a, as, a, as a film it's obviously it's a massive mm. production I don't it's know crazy. how big your, your role is but I know that my role is pretty much as small as it can be without being an extra mm-hmm. um and similar, it's been amazing in at that level. Like yeah. for me, it's still been like, I've got a few lines here and there, but wow, the, the sets, the production to be part of something epic. that huge. Yeah. It's, it's been great. I've, it's my first film. So it's yeah. quite nice. It's quite nice. Your yeah. first film as well. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. quite a nice kind of, first films. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's quite a nice way into the, into getting into film to do, yeah. you know, big guy Ritchie. Um, yeah. Epic, you know, King Arthur. Um, but it's been great. Everyone's been so lovely on it. The cast have been great. It's been kind of really interesting watching how it all works yeah. and how different it is to TV. Like it's crazy different to film I was going to say, what are the big, big differences that you've noticed? Because obviously you've been in some, some big things, but TV big. Mm-hmm. And Guy Ritchie is 
not just film, he's film big. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's these huge productions with huge sets and sometimes hundreds of extras and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. So what's jumped out at you is kind of like, wow, this is. It's much slower. So TV is like breakneck pace. It's like, go, 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 go. We need to get these scenes done. You're doing kind of, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe like seven scenes a day if if they, if they can fit it in. Um, so you're really kind of like rushing through it, which can be quite exciting actually, because you get a bit of adrenaline and you're kind of really running off your feet the whole day. Um, whereas this has been so slow paced, like it's, they really take their time, which is great because if you've got the time to do it, then of course you're going to take the time because it's going to look beautiful and, and, and be acted brilliantly. And also I just think it's quite strange actually, in a way it made me nostalgic for TV, nostalgic, (laughs) as if it's been that long. Um, I miss the days yeah, I used to I miss those slum days so it in much. TV. <laughs> um, but there's something very kind of small about a television and personal. And yeah. you kind of, you know, it's small crews. You kind of know everyone very well. So by the end, it's like a family. It's like you just know everyone. Whereas yeah. on a film set like that, there's so many people. There's so many crew members. There's so many different um, cameras. And there's just so much going on that it kind of feels yeah. it doesn't feel lonely once you get into it and you start knowing your cast members and everything yeah. but it, it does have a different feeling and there is a lot and as does. you said it is all quite spread out and, and segmented at, at points i remember yeah. i'm i'm kind of obsessed with m- manners i really think it's um, and again in anything no i'm like i want to be if if it turns out i'm a shit actor at least i want them all to think i was polite about yes. it um, <laughs> and and meeting the first time I met Neil Maskell, I didn't introduce myself because there was so much going on and he was yeah. just like, all right, hello. And it was beating me up for ages. I had to kind of go, look, I'm sorry, mate. I just wanted to say, it, it seemed rude that it was just like, all right, yeah, and move on to the next thing. It's like, it's because yeah. I thought I had to be there and there. So yeah, that big it all is, moving, all all singing, all dancing kind of experience, I guess. But yeah, it's, I'm really excited to see it. The sets are just insane, aren't I mean, they? I was going to say, that's kind of the other thing because you'll be more used to as well... Um, the payoff as such coming that bit bit, bit quicker because with TV, yes. so, sometimes it'll be airing wh- while you're filming. Mm-hmm. And if not, it'll still, it'll normally air quite soon after. So yeah, again, that's a hugely different thing to, to go have that buzz and excitement of being involved in it. And then, right, you'll get to see how that turned out in a year, maybe. Yeah. Or? It's crazy. Yeah. This, especially because this is, 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 was meant to be coming out in the summer and now yeah. it's kind of been moved. Yeah. So course. it keeps moving further and further away. <laughs> but, you know, it, it builds up the ex- excitement f- yes. for us, if no one else, to see Definitely. what it all looks like on. Yeah. But on it the is quite screen. strange kind of waiting for that amount yeah. of time. Cause yeah, usually TV is kind of a few months and it's yeah. out. So, so what are you working on at the moment that we can can talk about or what's or what's to come at the moment? What can I t- oh, oh, I can talk about this now because I just did a press release. Um, so I can talk about The Flowers, yeah. which is a Channel 4 comedy, right. which is coming out soon. I don't think they've actually set a date yet, but it's going to be like springtime. Mm. And that's written by Will Sharp and Oliver Coleman and Julian Barrett are the leads. Oh, wow. And it's hilarious. It's like this really dark, weird comedy about yeah. this kind of dysfunctional family living in this village um so that's that's really I mean, it's exciting. a great a great lineup from the start as yeah, well it looks good i've not but they've not, i've not seen anything yet yeah. i think we're doing the the screening soon so like, i'm so excited to see that one amazing i think it's gonna be great um and then one of us that should be coming out soonish as well i think but again you never know because they're kind of set dates but they're not really sure and it moves and um, it unsaid. do you find that you get kind of in like obviously you've done a murder by my boyfriend was a BBC thing. Do you find, therefore, you're kind of more put forward for BBC stuff then, or, or Channel Four? Because you did tri- yeah, a trip as well, didn't Channel you? Which 4. I didn't a sea trip. Oh, what was trips? It looked absolutely amazing. I remember seeing the it's adverts cool, just actually. looking absolutely mental and odd and surreal. Yeah, and, it kind and of bizarre. slipped by. Actually, it was a, it was a it's one of those like sometimes things don't. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. things just don't lift off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Tripped has been a little bit like that. I'm not sure if there'll be another series. I mean, but the the series itself, it as a one off. Because Channel great. Four at times are masters of exactly that of stuff that slips by, yeah, and then people of, go, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Like, Utopia. That was great. Yeah. What happened there? Like they should have had three series of There's that. There's tons with of... Utopia and, and Nathan Barley and numerous other things you can yeah. think of that are like you now look at as these amazing. Classics shows, and, but and shows I think it's because like, at the time they, they want an instant payoff. So it's yeah. kind of like if things don't instantly get that reaction and the viewings, yeah. then it's all about viewings, really, isn't it? Of course, um, of course. But that was all about kind of uh, 
two guys who get sucked into alternate worlds and they're kind of getting hunted down by this evil guy and they don't know why and he's trying to kill them in every single world and they're trying to get Amazing. home. Um, and that was so much fun because we all got to play different characters in yeah. different different worlds and some of the worlds were like one of the worlds was... Oh, wow, so you get to the same cast in different worlds yeah. but as different characters. That's fantastic. It was, fun, it was crazy. Surely. Like doing the read through, there was, there was like four of us and I was like, where's all the rest of the cast? And then they were like, so, we, we are the cast. You're <laughs> like we're all That's the characters. amazing. I love that. Um, and that was with, uh, Blake Harrison was in, yeah. uh, and that wasn't who I think is fantastic. He's and, great. Yeah. He's brilliant. And George Webster, who's definitely yes. one to watch out for. I yeah. think he's going to be massive. Yeah. Um, he was a proper dreamboat. All the girls on Twitter were going mad for him. Brilliant. And he's really, He's so interesting. I remember at the rap party getting a bit drunk and, and kept talking to him and telling him that he's Marilyn Monroe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was like so confused. He's like, why are you saying this to me? Thanks. But then, yeah. He was just like, get away from me. You're too drunk. Um, but there's something about him, which when we were filming, he, so sometimes it didn't quite make sense how he was doing things or he's quite fresh. He's like a new actor and, Sometimes he'd be doing a scene with him and he, it'd be almost like he was in his own little scene and yeah. you're kind of trying to catch up and not really sure where he's going right. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember at the time um, not really understanding it. And then as soon as I saw it, it was like, oh my God, like that Marilyn Monroe thing where people would say, you know, when you're filming with her, you're kind of not sure that like, you're put on the What's back foot. Yeah, but yeah. as soon as you watch it, she's incredible and like a scene stealer and you just gravitate towards her. Amazing. And I think George I is, is very like that. He's kind of got this essence to him, which is really cool. So I love the, 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 the Marilyn Monroe reference is it goes far more deep and it's, it's a generally well thought out point <laughs> and reference. Whereas well, he's like, I can imagine up. drunk at a rap pie, right? <laughs> you're like Marilyn Monroe. Right, all right. Thanks mate. <laughs> Cheers. Let's, let's move on. But that makes sense. That sounds amazing. So, so what's, a, a one of us was it? Is is that a BBC one? Yeah, it's really cool. It's kind of oh, I never know how much you can go into things. I think <laughs> it's I the can worst. say I'm terrible. I have to ask no, these questions. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> you always want to talk about it, but you're like, can I say this? Can I say that? Yeah. Um, but it's basically like a murder. No, I'm not allowed to say that. I'm not, I'm not supposed to. It's like it is like a murder mystery, right? But it's kind of like a cool murder mystery. It's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. More realistic and about a family that get caught up in something. Yeah. And it's kind of about secrets and like how far you would go for family for family members, like what you would yeah, yeah, do yeah. for your family. Um. So and it was very intense, and there was some brilliant. I mean, Juliet Stevens Stevenson was in it. Wow. And um, and she's fantastic yeah. she was so amazing just to watch and and see her process and how she works um so it was great but it was it was it was very intense lots of intense conversations it's all like quite dialogue yeah um led so yeah that'll be that's exciting. great i mean it's always exciting when i talk to, to to actors on the podcast to see when they're still genuinely really excited about every project that they're working on so that's that that's got to be something you've got to just hold on to and just have yeah. that buzz and excitement of, oh my God, I hope oh my God, so. I've, got, I've, I've got another gig. <laughs> yeah, does that, I guess maybe it does go away. Maybe when you're like Jennifer know. Lawrence. You've got to, yeah. You've got your pick of the, of the bunch. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you've got to, you've got to be excited about it. I love it. Well, well we're over the hour, Martin. And now, so I'll wrap up now and then we can talk about all the projects that you can't talk about on yeah. air, as, as is always the way. But thank you very much for coming along and thank chatting. You. Oh, oh, where can people find you on Twitter and all that kind of thing? Um, you don't really don't know, know, do you? Just Google Just me. Google, Just that, again, Google me. It'll come up. Every now and then I remember to ask that. And every time I say it, I feel a bit of my soul die because it just, <laughs> it just encourages laziness. It's, yeah, it's like if you want to find, actually. you can just find. You just, yeah. just do some Googling and some look Googling. at some links. You'll find my Twitter, which is probably not worth it <laughs> after <laughs> well, all that. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, as I said, you. I mean, we've put this up on ACAST and we'll have links to all the different shows, but A Murder by My Boyfriend and, and, and After Hours and all of these, I highly recommend people go and hunt them down and have a good look. But thank you for chatting. I'll, I'll let Thanks. you get on with your day now. Yeah, yeah, get on with... Watching some telly. Perfect. Unemployed. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to Squibbish Pits Discretion Pieces. There you go. What a lovely chat. What a lovely conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed that. It happened to be the first 
really sunny day of the year when we recorded that as well so the window was open the traffic was 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 the streets were bustling outside the window as we talked so yeah it was great fun and great conversation i hope i didn't get too rambly and falling over my words um but yeah next week on the distraction pieces podcast we're going to have as i mentioned earlier two of my mates chris glasson and stuart Awiffin, who i run my club night with and i've known for a long time and we're just going to talk about some stuff that we've been working on the stuff that's are we going to talk about film and music and tv and stuff that's come out this year stuff that's happened in sport and just generally spend 30 to 90 minutes having a chat the the thing with the end of year ones that went down well was that we got a bit drunk and i don't i drink like a once or twice a month like like not strictly it's just i don't drink i don't go out much um so we're gonna the plan is we're gonna meet up at the whiff in again the the bar in the back of Stu's garden and we're gonna have a few drinks and maybe watch some fights or something like that and then we're gonna start recording and we're gonna review the year it's not all gonna be mma talk i promise a few there was a tiny amount of people who who were who didn't enjoy that area of it because after a few drinks we get quite excited about mixed martial arts but yeah that's what's going to be going on on next week's podcast um a lot of good people in the in in the pipeline as well i'm just going to get my phone out now and have a look at who there is so people i'm talking to at the moment to hopefully get in in the next month or two zowie ashton from fresh me it's it's one of my favorite programs but from fresh me and and numerous other things uh, lauren laverne we're still trying to sort out a date carl barrett carl 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 barrett carl carl barrett but carl from the libertines thomas turgoose to really just just ramp up and get everyone from this is england in gradually minor burring jessica hines is he sooty we're all we're all talking and trying to match schedules what a lot of people don't realize is that, that this podcast as amazing as it's kind of as the reaction has turned out and been it's not actually my day job um so it's a case of me finding the time each week and then finding someone else whose time happens to match up with my time and happens to be like within reasonable driving distance for, for me to go and visit them or for us to meet up in london so yeah a lot of exciting podcasts to come i really want to tell you about the one that's launching on the network but i can't i decided i'll I'm going to announce it next week. So on next week's podcast, I will announce the new podcast that's starting on the network. And it's and the new podcast is actually starting the week after next. So it's going to be a real kind of here it is, bang, wow. But you're going to be excited about it because it's I'm 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 going to be on the first one, but it's going to be hosted monthly and run monthly by a previous guest that was very popular and has a great following and is very knowledgeable about the subject that we're going to be discussing and uh yeah you're going to enjoy it so thank you for tuning in this has been the distraction piece podcast episode 90 i'm scroobius pip you can find me on twitter at scroobius pip you're on instagram at scroobius pip you're on facebook.com see you next week then